Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone, and tonight we don't have Lady Chow Fung or Kenny with us, they can't be here, so we're going to do a special episode where we focus more on uh, a horror wuxia movie. Uh, so tonight we're going to do Human Lanterns, this is a 1982 Shaw Brothers film directed by Sun Chung and starring uh, Lao Wing, Chen Quan Tai, and Lo Lie. It's a... Uh, it's it's basically like Texas Chainsaw meets you know seventy Shaw Brothers. It's it's very uh, it, it's very bloody, but it still has a lot of fight scenes. It's got uh, pretty good action choreography, I think, and mm-hmm. um, it, it it has a lot of the sort of the, the 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 locations and elements that you expect in in these seventy Shaw Brother Wuxia films with the the brothel and the and the and the feuding masters and all that. And it's basically about a guy who is killing people and using their skin to make lanterns. So uh, I don't know. Why don't, why don't we get right into it and uh, sure. and talk about uh, what your reaction was to the movie? Because you, I know you haven't seen this before, and this was probably new to you. Yeah, it was completely new. I wasn't sure what to expect going into this at all, other than it being somewhat of a famous cult movie. But I found it interesting just how much so much the movie just was, you know, felt just like a straight Shaw Brothers whoosh movie, you know, and it, but it had this this whole plot going on, this this kind of slasher murderer guy going on in the background. And it's like both elements worked and it all fit together. But it was it really was just those two genres going on at the same yeah. time. And it fit. No, it's funny because you know it, 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 it's a, a lot of these early to mid Shaw Brothers films really sort of push the envelope and get into sometimes real zany territory. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people say it's sort of like they're throwing what you know, throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks because they're 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 desperate. But um, but I think you get a lot of interesting stuff, and and among them, this one kind of feels a little bit conservative in a lot of ways, because because like you said, it's like a traditional Shaw Brothers movie, yeah. but there's this wild subplot moving through it uh, <laughs> of of the of the human lanterns. But if you cut out all those scenes, it, yeah, it's it's a it's basically a Shaw Brothers movie. I think the only other real distinguishing feature of this movie that maybe sets it apart from some of the other ones is. There really isn't a protagonist in it that's likable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like everybody is definitely is pretty ugly, and there are other movies like that, but but in this one, it's just it's the main character, um, Mr. Lung, uh, played by Lao Wing. He's 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 just full of himself, and he's and he's like the epitome of superficiality. He he only cares about you know uh, about uh, appearances and. And 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 his and pride, his pride, <laughs> and and basically making sure that he always beats everybody else. Um, you know that that's really his thing. He wants to make. He doesn't want anybody to be better than him. That that's that's yeah. really, that's fundamentally what he's about. And the whole plot of the movie starts when he goes to this party at um, Master at, uh, Tan, Master Tan's house. And and his wife is warning him, you know, this is not, you know, Master Tan and you don't get along. And <laughs> and, and Master Tan, you know, first one ups him by, you know, showing this this fabulous lantern that he that, that has been made for him. And then and then really gets under his skin by uh, by by having uh, Master Lung's preferred uh, courtesan show up. And Master Lung has like an arrangement with her where she's only supposed to be with him, I think. And, yeah. and he's mad not because he's jealous. He's mad because of the 
the loss of face in public. It's not. It's very clear that he does not really have like a, a strong emotional attachment to this woman. That, yeah, he spells it out at one point where he talks about it. it's like, yeah, love has nothing to do with it. This is yeah. I just cannot have him win. That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> yeah, he's very. Yeah, he says there is no affa- there is no love in any affair. It's it's always. Yeah, that's uh, it. It's it's a you know and and, and he and he's very calm when he said you know he's not like in denial yeah like, that's true you yeah. know he just he's just very matter of fact but but that's what sort of gets this whole thing launched and so uh, Master Lung is like well I got to go and make a better lantern than him obviously and so <laughs> he goes to the lantern maker and who's been making him stuff you know for years and he and he he's like I really need something better than what you know like I need something that's gonna beat the the one that I just saw at Master Tan's and. And so he, he, he has to bribe the guy and he eventually shows him, I guess, the person who's really been making the lanterns at the shop. This is a plot point that I've always been a little bit unclear on, but it seems that's, like... That's the way I read it? Yeah. yeah. He he basically has a guy in back who's really been making the good lanterns. And that guy is Lolier's character. The um, I think his name is Chao Fung. And, um, yeah. And he's somebody that we find Master Lung is defeated uh, in a... You know, basically they, they fought over a woman. They fought over Chin, uh, Master Lung's wife. And, uh, and, and so Master Lung, who I think only cares about appearances, is oblivious to the fact that he is, you know, he's, he's walking right into a trap with his enemy. And, and that this guy might still bear him a grudge. And so yeah. so he just kind of wanders in. He's like, okay, make me the best lantern ever. And and that's that's really where the the plot moves from there. Um, and I, I, you know, but but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a it's a it's an interesting film. It's it's very. Yeah, I. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off. Go ahead. There. Go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, I, I, I would have been happy, like. You know, the movie it would have been great if it was just nothing but Ma- Master Tan and, and Master Lung just one-upping each other in ridiculous ways. It's like just that first scene, I was like, oh, I'm totally on board with this movie. Not that I was disappointed in the way it went, but I'm saying that that alone was entertaining enough all by itself, even before, you know, you get the the guy making lanterns out of human skin. But uh <laughs> It was, uh, but yeah, just the characters in this movie are all all really well done. They, they, I really enjoyed them. Yeah, no, I, I really do like that you still are interested in what's going on, despite the fact that it's very hard to find a character who's relatable <laughs> in, a, mm-hmm. in like a human way. Like everybody's pretty bad. Um, yeah, you know, they're entertaining. Yeah. Like uh, um, Master Lung is. Is, is always laughing whenever he feels that he's you know he's sort of you know got the right quip or or is or is belittled somebody sufficiently in public um you know yeah. he has this he has this great scene where uh one of the first people to disappear is the courtesan who um who who he kind of wants for himself and and she disappears right after he's seen in public uh kind of berating her for for going to master tan and and so all eyes are on him, and the constable is 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 looking to is looking you know is 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 sort of focusing some of his investigations on him, and he and he goes to the constable and says, "I did it," and the constable's like, "What?" and he's like, "No, nope, I did it." He's like, "But I'm not the mastermind. The mastermind is Mr. Tan. If you can go to Master Tan and get him to confess, then you know then 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 I'll tell you know I'll I'll confess as well." And so it was 
it, it was, and then he walks away laughing and and he's just he's just just the way he is with everybody he just he 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 is uh he he must be an infuriating person to deal with on a regular basis um oh yeah <laughs> but uh but then at the end of the movie you know we we see him very transformed by the events of everything so um, yeah he gives all his stuff away and decides to walk the earth and but uh yeah I, I was surprised he was still alive there at the end to be honest during that previous scene when he's like you know everyone's on fire i'm like oh that's the end of him yeah, and then, yeah but, that was that was a that was a very interesting final battle um now what did you think about the I know we were sort of skipping around, but but that final scene where he does go to wander the earth, there's like an ominous note of music, and so whenever I get that on top of anything, it makes me suspicious of what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, are, is, is that really what he's saying, or would you be surprised if they do a sequel and he's the the human lantern he's, guy? You know, I you know it's funny you brought that up because there's like when he's sitting in his chair before you get when you first see him. He's like look examining all his like burned skin and stuff, and I was like, "Whoa, is he gonna start collecting skin to like repair himself?" Yeah. That then he like starts talking this other way. But maybe, maybe, maybe he really is. Maybe he's just gonna need to put together a new skin suit so that he can uh, he can be normal again. <laughs> yeah, no. So I mean, you know, it was, uh, I, I definitely think it's an ambiguous, ambiguous ending. But uh, yeah, but, I, but hard I don't know. To say. Me. Um, it might, yeah, it might just be, be our demented minds. Maybe it was really meant to be an uplifting life lesson, but that's <laughs> <laughs> an um, inspirational movie. But also, <laughs> I like the uh, you know uh, Lolier's character. He. He's a very weird villain because he uh, half the time he's walking around in this skull mask with wild hair mm -hmm. and like bear paws. Or I don't know what, quite what he's got. He's got like claw hands with fur and 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 booties on that, that are furred. And uh, and he and he and he sort of he's sort of pantomiming most of the time. And uh, oh yeah, and, and his movements were around. great. Um, but his kung fu is like that, and so you get a lot of really cool fun kung. You know, get you. It's it's. I think it's easy to miss because the movie is is so focused on horror that you sort of you're sort of focused on oh, the, you know, he's gonna he's gonna abduct that person and kill them. You're not even focused on the fight. But but there's a whole fight in here with where he's 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 when he's when he's abducting um, uh, Master Tan's sister. She's got a bow and arrow. Yeah. And it's kind of a cool fight scene. That's because, a very cool fight yeah. scene. Yeah, I really was was paying attention to the fight scenes. I, I thought the fight scenes in this movie were, were just really well done. Mm -hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoyed every single fight scene in this movie. Yeah, I mean I think I think that they were they were they were well done and, and the uh um and and there and there really, I mean, there, there were there were enough of them, but this was not a fight driven movie. I think this was. No, um, no, it, it wasn't. But they they you know they were still very good. <laughs> well, and we got and we got a good uh, um, you know got a good bit with uh, uh, Lo Mung um, when he arrived uh, as the uh, as the. I'm sorry. I, I just had to sneeze there for a minute. Um, so oh, I, I had okay. to click off my thing. Um, it may come back. So if I if I if I if I go away for two seconds, it's just me sneezing. 
Um, <laughs> but we get Lo Meng as the uh, um, as uh, the villain's friend who shows up and 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 kind of gives him a hand. And and, and Lo Meng is yeah, really yeah. good. So you, you you know as soon as he shows up, you're like, oh wow, now we're gonna get Lo Meng and and we'll have even even more you know kung fu and uh and we did get more kung fu yeah the fight between him and uh and master tan was uh was a highlight of the movie definitely but i i also thought this movie did something it, it, when i when i very first saw this movie i thought that i i saw this as like a flaw in it not as a good thing but but the more i would watch it the more i wonder if it's a good thing is it sets up things that it doesn't seem to really deliver on um, uh huh and but they're but they might be faints and i think that's maybe do you know what i mean like yeah no i know exactly what you mean i mean i know i i at least somewhat know what you mean there are things that i thought would would happen that that didn't but (laughs) and so it it it, i i think it's it's so so it's 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 kind of surprising in how not surprising it is at or not you're expecting certain obvious revelations to happen that don't happen do you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. what I think is uh, goes on in this movie. So uh, yeah, I kind of like it when, when you're not the first time when you're very invested in getting through the story and seeing what discovering things. It's a little more frustrating, but then on rewatches, it's it's kind of enjoyable. Cause you're like, oh, there there may be sort of winking to me now now that I know what's <laughs> happening. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt too. One thing that I, I was kind of surprised. It, it's not like a flaw or anything, but just it, you know, they made such a big deal about the lantern contest and everything. And it's like I thought, wow, there's going to be some big thing <laughs> yeah. at the lantern contest. But it's like you never get to the lantern contest. The movie never that never happens. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. There's a whole <laughs> lot of stuff with the lanterns that you just don't. You, you're waiting for that never never unfolds. It's a uh... It's, yeah, um, but uh, I mean, you do see human lanterns. I don't want to, you know, let yeah, yeah, I don't want to see it. But uh, and also, you know, this is a speaking of that. This is a gory movie. Um, how gory yeah. did you find it, though? What was your like? Well, what was you... I mean, it's it's not hugely gory by modern standards, but what gore there is is very effective I, I a movie i would compare it to is uh the old french horror movie eyes without a face which is uh <laughs> which is you know for a, a old 50s black and white movie is is really surprisingly gory and unsettling in places and it's a similar kind of thing where it's like most of the movie isn't full of all this realistic gore or anything but but what gore is there is, you know, hmm. people getting their skin peeled off is like, yeah, it's, you know, it's not, it's not a movie for the squeamish. That's for sure. Yeah. Because I, I, the, the, I think the current DVD cover of this actually has a picture of the woman with the blade going through her head. And so I think people watching the movie might expect that to be like, it, you know, like it's just going to be that all the time. And it's a no. little bit like when you go and watch, like, even if you go and watch like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's not as gory as you as you might imagine it to be do you know what i mean yeah yeah um, and i think this one it's not it's it's not it's not filled with gore it's just when it happens it's like oh that's uh that's that's pretty it's it's pretty bad um yeah all the things that happen are awful things that happen it's like so it's it's, if you're if you're gonna get upset by that kind of violence it's like it's not a movie you wanna you wanna watch but uh 
it's uh so yeah people do need to be be ready for that it's it's unpleasant but i uh but yeah it's it's not like you know some movie with savini doing all the gore effects or something you know it's not it's not that kind of gore it's a, it's a different kind but yeah i uh but, but, but yeah it's interesting because i was watching the trailers uh before just just now and it's it's funny because there's two trailers for it on youtube and one of them is really like a shaw brothers type trailer and it's like oh you know lots of fight scenes yeah. and everything like that and the other one is just a straight up horror trailer nothing but you know yeah. ominous shots of you know of and, of you know Shao feng's character and stuff like that and i mean and, and there are um there are movies that are um that are more more like that from shaw brothers do you know what i mean there aren't that this is one where I think it, it almost kind of has its foot half in the horror realm, half in the um, half in mm-hmm. the Lucia. Um But like you know, it's like a movie called Hex. Like pretty much anything by Kui Chi Hung is uh, um, is, is, is 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 probably more on the level that that trailer was advertising. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, he's, he's got like a little bit more of like an Italian horror movie flair to him. That guy. Uh, but this, oh, okay. this one is is um i don't know I, I think it's i mean again like you said i would i would caution anybody who's sensitive especially there is like a scene of of sexual violence in this that would probably set sensitive people off for sure um, yeah but in terms of the gore uh it's 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 uh by today's standards if you've like seen the saw movies or if you if you saw if you like watched that, yeah. if you've seen anything from if if you were watching horror in the eighties you'll be fine do you know what I mean like that's 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 I think you know where it is in terms of the how bad it gets but 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 there are there were a couple of moments where you know you you cringe and you uh you know it's a it's a little hard to watch um, yeah yeah I mean you know skinning people is kind of a icky thing even if you don't get into excruciating detail with the uh, effects <laughs> now, now i'm just curious which characters stood out to you as like the most like were there any surprises anything you're like oh i like that guy or i like that actor or actress uh especially now that you've had a chance to kind of see some of these movies i would yeah well, i mean uh, you know the guy playing master Lung was great he was like a complete jerk but he was just <laughs> such an enjoyable jerk to watch i was just anytime he was in a scene i was really enjoying his stuff he was great and now master tan was good too he i mean he didn't have quite as much to work with as far as being a jerk but he, he held his own as being uh being the rival uh I thought I thought Yang Chu was very good. Uh, uh, she she uh, she she did a nice job in the role, and of course Chow Fung was good. I mean that he. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I thought it just had a really strong cast. This mm. this movie. So yeah, I really, I'm going through the whole cast. Going, they were good and they were good. Well, no, it, 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 I I think I think there is that a lot of Shaw Brothers movies do do that where you where where they you know they where. It, it's not always about an individual standing out. It's it's about sort of the mm-hmm. ensemble sort of thing. And so you might, you know, like if you if you happen to notice Tani Tien's performance as the wife, you know, you're like, oh, she's, you know, she's she's really, 
like you know making this scene work do you know what i mean like she she was very effective as the wife yeah she she had a quieter performance but her her reactions to her husband's and her clear discomfort with the way her husband acted all the time but not quite being open about it i thought i thought that was that was a very good performance well and i think i think i think with her too if uh i uh there's a movie called uh black magic which um is uh i i don't know if that's uh a lot of times when we do these the 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 way that we make it so that everybody on the podcast can watch the same film uh is uh is we we try to find things that are on amazon prime it Uh, is on amazon prime it was the when i finished this movie the one was recommending to watch next was black magic okay all right it is on there okay that's good so so um uh, so we do that so that because otherwise, we're, you know, I'd have to invite people by plane to come and watch my, my <laughs> movie library. Occasionally, I will send uh, movies to people, which reminds me, Adam, I do have Heaven and Hell for you that I'm going to send you. Um, oh, excellent. Okay, so excellent. We, we will be doing a special Heaven and Hell podcast in the near future. Um, but uh, but um, but Black Magic is a, a cool one that might uh, because. I feel like with with Tani Tian, if you see more of her performances and you're like conscious of who she is, it, you get a better sense of of the kind of uh, how different she can be in different roles. Um, and so in Black Magic, That's... she plays a she plays a a much stronger character than in this one. And so, um, okay, yeah, but I I feel like she's got one of those roles that's it's a really good you know. I guess the term supporting role where, you know, I don't think, I don't think the guy playing Lung would work as well without her being there as the one reacting to the way he acts. It's, uh, you know, it's like, he's got the obvious flashy role, but his flashy role works a lot better because of her. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I mean, even, even the, um, even the, even characters like the, the brothel madam kind of mm. stand out. The, the woman who plays that is Teresa Ha Ping, and she's real. She's good. She's in a lot of different. Like if you go and look at her <laughs> thing, she you just get like this endless scroll of, of movies that she's been in. But um, but she she plays a lot of really funny characters in movies, and um, I think Devil Grandma was the was my my favorite that uh that that I that I'd ever seen her in. Um, if uh if if we get a chance, I'll try to. I'll try to talk the group into to watching that film, but um, yeah, but, yeah, but 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 like you know, I, I think with Shaw Brothers movies, you just get you you they're really good at casting people in the right role, so you get the right person in you know to to fill out whatever position they need. Um, yeah, and I this mean, one has some this... good actors in it, I think. To this, I mean, like you know, uh, Chen Quan Tai is very well liked, and Lo Lier is a great villain. Um, mm-hmm. And Lao Wei, yeah. I think, is perfect for the like. This role is just like very suited to him, um, and uh, and yeah. So I I I don't know. I think, uh, but I was just curious because I know like you're sort of uh, like like some of these faces might be starting to look familiar to you now. Now that you've sort of done the shot, they're starting thing. to. So. Yeah, I, uh, I I you know I've got a long way to go before I become an expert on uh, on the, the people that are in these, but. But yeah, I, 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 they're definitely people I notice. But yeah, it's it's uh, 
No, I, I mean, yeah, I really, I really am enjoying these performances, and it was nice too that Amazon Prime. Sometimes you get dubs, sometimes you get subtitles. In this case, we got subtitles, so that that always helps when you actually get a subtitled movie on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you do. You do evaluate the. I feel like the actors get uh, get reduced to peg if you're if you're watching a movie with dubs instead of the subs it's uh mm-hmm. it's just you know especially with the the caliber of subbing that you usually get with a lot of these Shaw brothers movies it's um it's i mean it's charming in its own way but like sometimes it uh, yeah. uh it doesn't it doesn't you know it's not a great actor it's like it sounds like they got some guy that that was handy <laughs> to do the role so you get you just get that guy doing the lines um yeah, and I mean, one one reason these work better with dubbing than a lot of movies, though, is because because by their nature, Wuja movies are very physical movies. A lot of times, even if the dubbing isn't great, the character comes up through much so much through their physicality that the actor still looks pretty good even when they're dubbed. Yeah. But you know, I'd rather no, have I think, subtitles. I think even I think in I just in general a lot of these a lot of these movies you find that like the the costuming, the the way somebody stands and holds themselves has a really mm. big effect on, you know, like a lot, a lot there are a lot of movies where like in an American movie, somebody's got to say something for you to go like, wow, that's a good actor. Do you know what I mean? Like they have to yeah. say something. But in, in a lot of Hong Kong movies, I'll be more like, oh, that person's standing very convincingly. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's, <laughs> I, it's, it, I, it, I know. That's because, you know, when I say physicality, I don't just mean like, you know, kung fu scenes and stuff. I mean, like you say, just people, you know, with the way Master Lung stands, just yeah. his... And his his gestures just say so much about his character without it's like without anything else. To me, it's almost like silent movie acting. Sometimes, like it's that level mm-hmm. of like physical performance at the characterization, and um, and yeah. So I, I think I and I do know that that a lot of these these early Shaw Brothers films they didn't you know you're not hearing the actor speak. You're hearing sometimes you are because the actor is doing the overdubbing, but they're still overdubbing them. In in, uh-huh. in in like a post situation so i think that uh i wonder I, I mean i don't know but i wonder if that has something to do with it i, I i'd certainly like to you know if, if anybody out there has any any actual knowledge certainly <laughs> weigh in because i've always been sort of curious about that um uh at least ever since i learned that i wasn't hearing the actors speak all the time that was uh yeah that that does make sense actually but but yeah i uh uh, I'm, I'm, you know, you gave me a list of movies, and I, I figured we'd start with this one because it was the one one I knew by name. I was like, well, these all look like good choices. I'm, uh, I'm happy we went with that. I'll probably give Black Magic a look soon, whether and, we end up reviewing it soon or not. And Black Magic is a very different movie. Black Magic, I think, is is much more disgusting. In that, uh, <laughs> like, like this is one where my hesitance in having people watch it is the fact that there's a rape scene in it that's the thing that sort yeah. of would make me reluctant but but if you remove that from it it's not nearly as bad uh black magic has i i, I would be I, I i'm very selective who i recommend black magic to um uh just yeah. because uh e- they, they can make eating disgusting in black magic <laughs> Well, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try at least. I'm I'm generally pretty okay with things, but I, I don't I don't have as high a limit as some people. But I'll give it a shot. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, and uh, and Black Magic is um, 
I should mention because uh, we we did review the movie last week. That's that's a, a Homeng Hua movie. Um, so, you know, it's 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 a director who you've you've seen as Wuxia, so now you'll get to see something more modern, um, which might be interesting. Um, Wait, that was the director that did did Lady Hermit, or yeah, yeah, the guy that did Lady Hermit. Oh, okay, it's the same director. Okay, didn't realize that. Yeah, he, he's got a very interesting range. Uh, when I when I when I when I when I look at like the stuff that he's done, it's uh, it, it really a lot of it is all over the map. Um, yeah, well, that's but, that's good. But uh, yeah, I I didn't get to take part in the Lady Hermit discussion. Oh, but, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, for some reason I thought, but you saw Lady Hermit, right? Well, we, we talked, talked about it because yeah, I I watched it anyway. I I, I was working that night, but. Uh, I, uh, I I did watch the movie, so I am up on that one. But yeah, it was that was that was a very enjoyable movie. And that was another movie with great performances. The, just the, all the acting in that movie was fantastic. I just really enjoyed the whole you know love triangle aspect of those three characters interacting. That was entertaining, and yeah, I, that was, was thoroughly good. But um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I obviously, you know, adore the movie. Um, well, since I have you here and we didn't have you here last week, what was your uh, favorite character from Lady Hermit? Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the... The uh, the student to Lady Hermit. I've forgotten the character's name now, but uh, I'm gonna go with her just because she was so. <laughs> and Lady Hermit was fantastic too. It's like she was good, but I, I just really enjoyed. Uh, was it the just... the impetuosity of the character? The or... impetuosity. She was yeah. just so flat out entertaining. I mean, Lady, you know, the character playing Lady Hermit probably well, the actor doing Lady Hermit probably had the, the better all overall performance, but uh, just on a sheer enjoyment level, I enjoyed the that's, impetuousness. That's uh Chui Ping, um, who's uh, played by uh, 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 Cece. Uh, or, you know, she, uh, she has a, uh, sometimes it's uh, done as Susu too, so it depends on how they transliterate it. But, um, mm. but she's good. I've, you know, it, it took me a while to realize uh, that I liked her acting an awful lot. Um, because I think the first movie I saw her in was Lady Hermit, and uh, and she and like you said, she's kind of she's a little bit overshadowed by by Cheng Pei Pei, who's, yeah. who's like the star, um, and she's sort of like yeah. the foil. She's sort of like the 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 a little bit intended as the less likable character. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So. That's kind of kind of what appealed to me. It's <laughs> just that she had this, just this, you know, she's just the troublemaker who causes, you know, most of these problems throughout the movie. As long she's trying to do good all the time, though, it's like she's just so so driven forward that you know, well, I mean, not everything she does is, is out of trying to do good. So it's just because she's she's upset. Well, but <laughs> well, again, I know we're supposed to be human lanterns, but I did have a theory. <laughs> Uh, which was that um, the reason, you know, at the end, how Lady Hermit, uh, you know, says my sword is a wedding gift and basically is trying to, you know, make them be a couple together. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's because she's trying to prevent another evil from rising in the martial world. So 
<laughs> because because we see signs of it. We see signs that she's like an Anakin disciple. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Throughout the yeah. movie. And so I think Lady Hermit is is keeping her close because she's a potential danger to people. Do you know what I mean? And no, especially that, when she flies off sense. the handle over the love thing. Do you know what I mean? I think she uh so yeah, I mean, all the way back to her for the first scene they have together, you know, she's talking all about, yeah, she wants to, you know, she she wants to, to learn martial arts so she can, you know, show people how good she is. And that's, you know, what's the what's the point of knowing this stuff if you can't show it off? You yeah. know, and so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, her reasoning is almost like uh, Black Demon's reasoning for yeah so, you know it's, it's true and she's very full of herself she's very you know she, she, she's got a big ego at the start of the movie um yeah but yeah uh, but yeah so i don't know that's my idea um and I, I the more i watch the movie the more i start to feel that way about it too uh but oh yeah it makes total sense to me it's uh yeah i mean she, she is uh is trying to trying to keep that together and by by letting her have the guy at the end too it's like okay there you go there's no reason to go off and become a villain over this yeah. <laughs> like it had gone the other way she would have that exactly she would have gone full super villain but but, uh, but yeah so i don't know but but i think uh bringing it back to um to human lanterns i don't know uh -huh. what, what 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 would be your um I don't know your favorite part of the movie. I guess like is there like any, like any one thing about it that you like in particular, or uh, hmm. not necessarily a scene, but just you know like the fighting or the. Um... Yeah, yeah, an aspect of it. Yeah. You're saying. Uh, I I think I enjoyed kind of the rivalry between Tan and, and Lone more than anything else. I mean, it, it was just, and the, you know, obviously a part of that came from Chao Fung setting them off by continually agitating it, but I, I just enjoyed that escalating fight between them. I think that was my favorite part of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it was, it was like a very childish kind of fight. That really, <laughs> I don't know. It, it was, it, it was... It was entertaining, I think. The, the, the yeah, it was and, just uh, it was just so so petty, but, but engaging at the same time. Now, I had a, now, what do you think about um, his sword gallery? Master Lung has this sword gallery, right? Mm, is that, yeah. Is that are those swords taken from his defeated enemies? Do you think because they're all very different swords? Or are they just a collection of swords that? Uh, you know. That makes sense. I mean, that's the kind of thing he would do. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, was, I was wondering. I, about I hadn't that. thought about it. It's like, cause yeah, I mean, I remember that is one of the first shots of the movie is that uh, that sword collection. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't give it a lot of thought at the time. I was kind of, kind of taking in the movie and who the characters were. And you've got that, you got that opening scene too, where it's kind of, it's kind of flashing back between Chin, you know getting herself all made up and, you know, prepping in the mirror and him preparing his sword skills. <laughs> They're both, you know, preparing for battle in their own way to go to the, uh, go to the, go to the party. But I, I enjoyed that. That was a nice, nice bit of humor there at the beginning. Well, it's also good to know that a character is keeping with practice. Um, you know what I mean? Oh Cause, yeah. Cause sometimes you don't, you, you don't, uh, 
you know, you, you wonder about these things. You wonder, like, how many hours a day does that character uh, practice swordplay? Do you know what I mean? Like, are they just that good that they don't practice, or are they, are they spending the required time? And he seems like somebody who's very focused on, uh, on, 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 on making sure his swordsmanship is better than other people's. Um, oh, sure. Oh, sure. He's someone who does the homework. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's interesting, too, that the villain kind of sidesteps that by learning this whole weird style of kung fu that doesn't really involve <laughs> the sword. So, uh, yeah, yeah, just completely gets away from it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how the, the when he grabs his first victim, he has like the the Spock nerve grip kind of thing he does on the first one, but he he, he that never comes up against the rest of the movie. Well, you know? it could be too that she just fainted because she's just like a helpless, you know, she she was well, ve- oh, like there was a big difference between her and the Chin character and the sister and how they, yeah. how they fended him out. You know, like the 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 wife and the and the courtesan they pretty much, you know, are, oh, you know, they just, they just, you know, easily, easily abducted by this guy. But, but the sister was much more martial. Um, yeah. And so you, yeah. you get, you, you know, she, she really put up a fight and, uh, and it was, and it was like a proper match. Um, you know, you was, you know, it wasn't maybe as equal to like, uh, her brother, but it was, it was still, a, um, it was still a tough, tough fight for the, uh, for the Lola character. Um, yeah, well, he even he even says, you know, you know, something about her being stronger than her brother or something at one point mm-hmm. when he's talking to her. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, and, and that was a great fight too. The way the trees were used, and you know, like you said, the interaction with him trying to go in for his hand-to-hand attacks versus her having the bow, and it was it wasn't the longest fight in the movie. And of course, it is it is overshadowed by the fact that. You know, just just knowing the conventions, the kind of movie it is, you're 99 percent sure he's going to get her. Yeah. It's going to be really horrible when he does. So well, and she's the one like, you probably feel most bad about too, because she doesn't have any real connection to anything. You know, she's like so yeah. uninvolved with all the stuff that's going on, and so it's she just purely by association is being pulled in, and uh, yeah, and it's uh, um, at least with the other characters, there's at least a sense like, well, okay, at least Chin like is like a shallow person or something. I mean, there's like, there's something and, or at least uh, the other character is the courtesan is, 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 um, you know, is sort of, uh, is, is, is placing these demands on the, uh, um, on, uh, on master Lung and, 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 and sort of putting, she was, yeah, she was definitely playing the two of them off against each other deliberately for her own, you know, so she, she put herself in that conflict, but, but, but all not, the not that she wanted. deserved what no happened. no no I'm not saying no but I'm just saying but all the sister wanted to do was go hunting rabbits like that's all yeah she wanted to do. I know and, I know um, well you know. I guess you know that yeah it was uh, that was unfortunate but it was it was it was a very good fight um, she has that to her credit but uh but yeah so um but yeah it it it, it, it is and it is kind of weird that it sort of dips in and out of this slasher movie thing too because you are yeah you are following this sort of this fairly standard kind of plot uh and you're 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 paying attention to the rivalry and and what the constable's doing and then oh no now we have like a, a murder in a basement and um, <laughs> and it, so it, it is it is sort of an odd place to keep going but but i think it all kind of comes together and at the end it's a very, I I think it's a very unusual finale. Um, 
It is. It stands yeah. out. It stands out. The finale. Yeah, it's definitely an unusual ending for a, a slasher movie. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I actually, you know. And I have to say, I, I I somehow got it in my head this movie was from like the late seventies when I was watching it. Then afterwards, I saw, oh, it's actually from nineteen eighty two, and it made it made a lot more sense in nineteen eighty two because you know that yeah. you were in the slasher era by that time. At first, I was going, wow, this movie it really gets the slasher convention so well, you know, but it, well, it's it's kind of weird. But it, but oh, okay, well, it made sense for a movie in nineteen eighty two. That's an easy assumption to make when you watch any Shaw Brothers movie because they still, I think they're still using the same system for making movies yeah. that they were using in like the late 60s through the 70s. And so they all kind of look like they were filmed in the mid 70s when you're watching them. And, yeah. And it's, it's very striking because there's a, there's a, um, if you watch any of the late Shaw Brothers movies from like 83 or 84 and then follow those actors into a movie in like 86 or something the difference mm-hmm. is night and day. It's like two different eras. So there's a, um, you know, like a good example of this, and these might not be the most connected by time, but they're fairly close, uh, yeah. is if you watch uh, Opium of the Kung Fu Master with T. Lung, and then, uh-huh. and then you watch um, uh, A Better Tomorrow with T. Lung, um, you know, which, uh, let me just find it. I think I've day. seen A Better Tomorrow a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so that's 86. So... You know, and and Opium and the Kung Fu Master, I want to say, was eighty three or eighty four. Um, yeah. Let me uh, let me uh, look that one up because it should be easy to do. Is eighty four, I guess. So, so that's two years. And and I and, and they could. It really looks like <laughs> if you watch those back to back, it looks like you. And, and T Lung's only. This is only two years later in his life. It's it's like you've been transported from 1972 to 1986. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a pretty radical shift. But yeah, I I really, I mean, I, I kind of like that they kept that 70s style going so long though, because it is I, I like I, I like that style. It was so. very distinct, and it and it feel you know. Now here's a question for you: Do you like? This was a, this was a very set heavy Shaw Brothers film. There weren't too many outdoor scenes, though. I think there were a few sprinkled mm-hmm. in here. Do you prefer Shaw Brothers movies with the sets, or do you prefer them with the outdoors? Like, what is uh, what is what do you find more comforting and fitting for? Ah, uh, there. I I haven't put any thought into this, but. I honestly do like both, but yeah, the sets, I do like some of the set bound stuff they do, like the outdoor sets and stuff. I mean, it's, it's very stagey and you can kind of tell the artificiality to an extent. Like I remember, uh, I think the first movie I reviewed with you guys was the assassin and that had a lot of outdoor, uh, supposedly outdoor shots that were really sets and Mm -hmm. it really did have kind of a stagey feel and i i enjoyed that stagey feel it uh it it just it just does give a certain atmosphere to the movie yeah i i agree i i tend to like sets i'm a you know i feel like they 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 give it that that atmosphere it's i i think you know if you you know growing up on like universal and hammer movies sets mm-hmm. to me i think you can get a lot of really good atmosphere out of them and good sort of uh color cord like you can you can you there, yeah the, the, so um there's and this is sort of a, a tangent but 
there's a there's a movie called The Assassin that came out in 2015. Not not the same yeah. movie we were just talking about, and that's a much more artsy wuxia film. And I found that incredibly boring, like massively, <laughs> massively boring. I, I I I kept turning it off midway through, trying to get through it because I was so bored. And that does not normally happen to me with with wuxia movies. And there was there's a reviewer uh, called the Silver Spleen who I. I actually found recently, I didn't see his uh, reviews until uh, a few months ago, and I checked out his review of, of The Assassin, and he had a very insightful comment about, you know, he, you know, he said, like, you know, he was very happy that the mountains looked beautiful and that the landscape looked beautiful, <laughs> but the director didn't make the mountain. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah. But, but, but the yeah. set you can claim credit for. Do you know what I mean? The, <laughs> the set you can claim credit for having engineered. And so... And I, I think it gives you the freedom to say, well, we're going to now have a bunch of really red flowers here and blue flowers here, even though that might not occur in nature because it's a yeah. set and we can do it. And, uh, and so I, I think it, it allows you to kind of weave an environment um, that, that now you might do a CG. And, that, and that's the point that this guy was making that, uh, in, in, yeah. in another review, which is you, know, you can, uh, you know, it's, it's, the shop other sets have sort of been supplanted by... Um, uh, uh cgi CG, yeah. cgi stuff but uh but yeah i don't know i i, I tend to like the sets um not that mm-hmm. I, and sometimes the outdoor stuff is good too and sure and uh and there's nothing wrong with framing a good scene but 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 uh but i i feel like the the sets give it a um i don't know they give it they give it like a uh they kind of keep you focused on the characters a little bit if that makes sense like i i, I feel like like it's kind of like like if you go see a play and you're very focused on the interaction between the characters um yeah it's some it's sort of like that whereas when i'm watching a movie that's more outdoors you know like shot outdoors i i find i do get more distracted by the fact that it's outside and i'm looking at other things um yeah i agree i agree it gives you a, a, it does it does give a little more focus to the characters i mean you know the the old movie the assassin had a lot of those scenes out with uh the main character and his love interest where they were kind of out you know in a field somewhere talking and stuff and they I think that worked better on a set than it would have if they'd just been out in a real field because it was it was a very composed area and it centered on them and well, I think, I think, I think, yeah, because you can't really do like eighteen scene changes if you're making all the, you know, like the sets are limited, and so yeah. you're not going to go from, you know, if if you're filming in an actual, you know, location, you might, you know, you can you can do whatever you want, but like just go over the hill, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're in a new here, place. like the hill took some time to make, so you're going to squeeze every drop you can out of it, um, yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, Web of Death had uh, some nice set work too. I uh, I remember some of the fake landscapes and stuff there were very uh, were well. That's very a well done. that's a Choi Yuen movie, and Choi Yuen is he he is the best in my opinion when it comes to sets and, and mm-hmm. making the set. Like if you want good 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 costumes and fights, Cheng Che. If you want good sets and color coordination, uh, Choi <laughs> Yuen is my my go to person there's a lot of, a lot of them are very good at it. i mean there's there's, there's it, the i think the aesthetic at shaw brothers is really excellent um but i have to say uh cho yuen is my favorite for getting the look and the sound and 
and everything exactly the way I like it. Um, yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree out of what I've seen so far. So the reason my brain immediately went to The Assassin was The Assassin was the first movie I've watched as part of, you know, me joining this project. And so I was very conscious of the sets while I was watching it just because I was, I was, you know, kind of getting into the aesthetic. By the mm. time I watched Web of Death, I wasn't immediately thinking, oh, this is a set. I was just... Just kind uh, of taking you. it in, yeah. So, but the, yeah, and the assassin is a uh, Chang Che movie, so it's a, um, you know, the, it's an early one. But um, and and I think I think the early Chang Che movies are particularly good with sets as well, because I if I'm, now I'm thinking like One Armed Swordsman that has some beautifully done, uh, you know, sort of. Uh, there's there's like a really great. Did you did you see One Armed Swordsman with us or no? No, I did okay. not. I have so not seen one on Swordsman yet. There's there's one scene in there that always sticks out of my mind where he loses his arm in the snow, and it's, yeah. it's absolutely a stunning scene. And and it's it's this you, you I don't think you could do it in a real snowstorm. You have to do it on a set. <laughs> um, yeah, so. yeah. There's a lot of things like that. You just couldn't. I mean, yeah. Once again, with CGI now, you can do anything wherever you want and get away with it but there's a lot of things you needed that controlled circumstances for in older movies and yeah i i kind of miss the uh the craftsmanship of that too because i mean sets just have a physicality it's like cgi backgrounds you know they, they could be very good but there's something in my brain always knows as a cgi background mm. and i mean a set you also know a set is artificial but it's it's artificial in a physical way, so it, it, okay. it has more of a presence, for me at you least. You didn't see the movie Swordmaster with us, did you? No. Oh, I've seen some of Swordmaster. Actually, mm. I, I, I got distracted, but I've seen, I've seen 15 minutes of Swordmaster, so I okay. know what that movie looks like. Okay, now what, now what was your thoughts on that one? Because that, that's a very unusual uh, CGI uh, as background kind of film. Um, though With 15 minutes, I don't know if you got the full... Yeah, I, I didn't get the full effect, but I found it interesting. I mean, I, I'd have to see the whole movie to completely decide if I liked the aesthetic. But it, it was, yeah, I mean, it, it's a very different thing than the Shaw Brothers era for sure. But uh, it, well, well, one of the things that's that's interesting about that one though is it was it's a remake of a Cho Yuen movie called Death Duel, and it's directed by the guy who starred in Death Duel. So okay. So there, it's uh, I don't want to prejudice your opinion of the movie though. If you're, if you're still going to watch it, so I won't say anything beyond that. But I think there's a lot of okay. there's a lot of interesting discussion between to have between those strands of of of, of connective tissue. Um, cool. Well, I'll, uh, uh, I'll 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 make a point of getting back to that movie soon because I, I was enjoying what I saw. Did you of it. Did you see Death Duel with us or no? No, I didn't have not so, seen Death Duel. So no. not, not to give you homework, but if you're gonna if you're gonna watch Swordmaster, you might yeah. want to preface it with Death Duel, which I believe okay. is available okay. on Amazon Prime. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, no, watching watching movies is not homework. I can uh, I'm happy Death to du- happy Death to Duel do that. is a fun movie. Death Duel is a very fun movie. Um, <laughs> cool. Death Duel was that on Prime at some point? Or, I, I well, think it's it on Prime. I don't know. I I, I have uh, I actually have it on. Um, on DVD, I think I got it on Blu-ray not too long ago. Is that? I know I've been slowly replacing my DVDs with Blu-rays as as the Blu-rays become available, and uh, I can't remember if that's one of them. 
Hey, Death Duel. Uh, is that the 1977 one? That sounds correct. Yeah, is that... Yes, Let me just double check, I, because there is a movie called uh, Duel of the Death that's also okay. really great. Uh, yeah, 1977. It's, yeah, it's it's not just on a Prime. I already have a watch listed. Okay. I've got too many movies in my watch list, so but I, I, will, I will prioritize that. But... Um, but yeah, so I mean, we, we've gone on for a long time, and obviously this is yeah. Once we're once we're getting into our Amazon Prime watch list, I guess it's it's time to, to wrap things up. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> but th- this is a movie. I think I think it's it's on Prime, so people might want to check it out. It's uh, it, it it really is sort of a blend of wuxia and horror. Uh, I don't know if uh, if we did it full justice today without the full crew. You know, we, we always benefit from having everybody here. Yeah, but I think we did we did as about as good as we can get, and. Uh, and and I think it's a, it's a it's kind of a cool it's it's an interesting movie and it's one that um that I think uh, especially after this last round of rewatching I think it holds up pretty well under rewatching um, I, I found that there were things in there I hadn't noticed before uh, that 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 kept my interest so you know uh, I would I would say check it out. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's well worth watching. Unless you're highly squeamish, I would uh, I would strongly recommend it to anyone. It's uh, it's 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 just a good good satisfying movie. Yeah, with with some slasher stuff going on in it. And, and it, it doesn't hurt to like see as many Lolier villains as you can. You know, so I think that this is you know, <laughs> even if you don't like it, you'll get you'll at least get to see another Lolier villain. So I agree. Um, but uh, all right, so I will let everybody go, and we will be back on next week. I don't know what movie we're going to do then, but uh, it'll probably be a, uh, a classic Shaw Brothers film, um, and uh, and then we'll continue our Babylon Five discussion uh, next week. And we'll, yeah. we'll try to get the, the the classic Doctor Who, which we've been uh, meaning to do as well. We, we've been doing those, and and Nick Seedler, who's on here sometimes, he he put out a book with some people about Doctor Who in America, and I just got that book, so hopefully we'll be able to do a podcast on that as well. So, um, so then we will talk to you later.